0: Welcome to the Plant Witch Podcast, where we enter together into the web of life in all of its many seen and unseen dimensions. I'm Erin Schrader, owner of the Rebel Herbalist, and it is my honor to hold this portal to the other world. Let's enter, shall we? This week, I have been contemplating the nature of suffering. This is a topic I've been closely acquainted with for most of my life. Having lost a close family member when I was very young, and watching her die of cancer. I became very intimately acquainted with her suffering physically and our collective family suffering emotionally and the difficult, difficult process of letting her go when she was young and we were young. The year she was diagnosed I also developed Terrible migraines. I was five years old, and migraines have been a doorway for me to understand suffering in this world. In my 20s, when my desire and need to deeply understand suffering as I was working as a hospice nurse reached its peak. I sought refuge in Buddhism. Buddhism is a worldview focused very much on understanding the universal nature of suffering and the ways it can be lessened and mitigated. Many of those tools that I learned in my years of sitting in Buddhism have continued to support me throughout the rest of my life. The Buddha taught and understood that suffering is a byproduct of life on earth. It is unavoidable illness, death, loss... they are built in to this reality. So many other religions find their power through a superstitious belief that given the right incantations and charms, we can seek the favor of the gods and never be touched by suffering or be touched only lightly. This is a great way to get power, to give a promise like that. And then if suffering still befalls you, it was your inherent sinful nature, not the failure of the god that you have been appeasing. I watched that possibility crumble when I was a hospice nurse. And I saw the truly good and the young and the utterly undeserving suffer and die. It became so clear to me that there was nothing that made someone deserve the suffering that happens here. It is simply a part of this story, in this place. And so how do we turn toward it? How do we acknowledge the reality that to live is to suffer without becoming enamored by suffering, which is a trap of its own? or living our whole lives to avoid suffering, which is a prison, or becoming so fearful, there has to be a way to move through this life with a reverence for the gift of suffering in balance. This week I was very ill, suffering so much. It's been on my mind a lot. Anyway, with the coronavirus and our ecological collapse and the widening gaps of poverty and the unrest in the Middle East that is just staggering and the wildfires, there's a lot happening in the world today that brings the message of suffering home and for many of us in the Western world especially in the United States where I live, suffering has been something we've seen on our televisions, something that happens to those people in that part of the world or in that part of the city. We're in that state. But in these times, the swirling chaos of this earth plane is coming home to roost in every home, and in every heart, and in every mind. We all have to face this now, collectively and individually. How will we stand in the face of our own suffering? How will we stand in the face of the suffering of our families, of our friends, of this land and the innocent creatures? Everyone who is awake to what is happening on the earth today knows in our bones and in our hearts. That the suffering is only going to become more intense and on scales that we cannot fathom today. So how will we face it? How will we stay and not turn away, not drown our suffering in diversion? or addiction, not deny our suffering by inflicting pain on others, not abandon ourselves or those we love. This in my heart is the task of the true warrior, being a warrior of old who dons his battle gear and chews some coca leaves and beats his chest and blinds his mind with adrenaline to run headfirst onto a field of slaughter, that's far easier a task than staying deeply in our heart, vulnerable, feeling, tender in the face of the collapse of so much of what we have known. That is the work of a deeply committed spiritual practice and a deeply magical soul. I think of Dan Millman, you know, the way of the peaceful warrior. If you haven't read his book or watched the film, I highly recommend it, especially for these times. He sets a forth this really beautiful lesson and story about becoming the kind of warrior, you know, like a Shambhala warrior, <laughs> that can really do a lot of good and create a lot of change in the world in these times. So back to our suffering. It seems to me that suffering is a door. Like birth is a door, death is a door, great pivotal events are doors. There are portals all over this world. You know, the veil here is thick most of the time for most people. We forget easily where we come from, why we're here, where we're going. We get completely entranced with the narrative of this particular earth life, with complete amnesia for the life of our long-lived soul, and for the purpose with which we have come to this place at this time. And then we experience portals, doors, Maybe it's a breathtaking sunrise or the first look into your child's newborn eyes or that moment that the last breath leaves your grandmother and you feel the cold shift in the room and an inkling of remembering seeps its way into your mind and into your heart and the shutters fly open. And suddenly you remember with this deep nostalgia, some part of you, a flash of a memory of a way of being that hearkens to you from a time that you can't remember, but you know. You know it in every part of you. And in that moment, everything makes sense that feeling makes it all make sense, why you're here, why this is happening, what you must do. And just like a dream the experience evaporates. We might have a tiny fragment of a memory of what that was like but it leaves us quickly and we resubmerge ourselves in the unique but temporal story of this particular earth life these doors and portals lead to what the mystics have called the numinous—that that nostalgic place, that connected place where suddenly everything makes sense and feels like home and the divine feels like it's right there you could touch it The trees are breathing, the water shimmers with knowing, that numinous, that aliveness is always present. And so suffering is just one of the doors that takes us to numinous, to, to the liminal, to the remembering and it takes us on the road of despair and loss and desperation. We are desperate for comfort, for meaning, for answers, for things to make sense. We give away our knowing. We give away our certainty, our arrogance, our power, our pride, and we are reduced. To something that is finally receptive, something that isn't so full that the truth cannot get in. In our suffering we can finally listen, we can finally hear, and some memory of what is real can plant itself in our hearts, when we can remember that suffering is a doorway and even in that place of pain and shadow love is there also maybe more than ever. It gives us the strength to look look through the door and stay There is a poem that always grounds me in this truth. I keep it framed in my living room, (laughs) my poor kids. (laughs) It's called Mother Wisdom Speaks by Christine Lore Weber. Some of you I will hollow out. I will make you a cave. I will carve you so deep the stars will shine in your darkness. You will be a bowl. You will be the cup in the rock collecting rain. I will hollow you with knives. I will not do this to make you clean. I will not do this to make you pure. You are clean already. You are pure already. I will do this because the world needs the hollowness of you. I will do this for the space that you will be. I will do this because you must be large. A passage. People will find their way through you. A bowl people will eat from you, and their hunger will not weaken them to death, a cup to catch the sacred rain. My daughter, do not cry. Do not be afraid. Nothing you need will be lost. I am shaping you. I am making you ready. Light will flow in your hollowing You will be filled with light. Your bones will shine. The round, open center of you will be radiant. I will call you Brilliant One. I will call you Daughter Who Is Wide. I will call you Transformed. Thank you for joining me for the Plant Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Schrader. I'm an herbalist, a mother, a holistic nurse, and a practitioner of the ancient ways. You can connect with me between episodes at therebelherbalist.com or on Instagram and Facebook, The Rebel Herbalist. Thank you for joining me, and it's time to come back to life.